I'm your host, Fan, and this is Best Week Ever. Let's talk about Nicki Minaj's tweets. So, I don't really want to talk about this, but I feel like at the end, at least, it will point out on what I really want to talk about. So, the barbs, that's what Nicki Minaj's fans are called, were asking why Nicki was not at the Met Gala this year. She responded on a tweet that the Met Gala are vaccinated only and if she were to get vaccinated it wouldn't be for the Met Gala. So in another tweet she said that she would most likely have to take the vaccine for her to go on tour. So a lot of back and forth of her with the vaccinations but she won't do it for the Met. So let's remember that guys that the whole point of this tweet is with the Met Gala, and she said if she had to get vaccinated, she wouldn't be doing it for the Met. She would most likely do it for tour. All right. We're good on that. But it's the tweet of all tweets that she posted next about her cousin's friend made him impotent for not getting the vax, and his testicles became swollen. He had, was weeks away from marriage, but the girl called it off. This has gone overboard. So overboard that the White House got involved and Trinidad's had their health minister involved as well. She tweeted Tucker Carlson's tweet with a on-target emoji. looked so bad. And the media made this all into a clickbait story of the day. Now, at this point, we all know that Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend got an STD, right? This has nothing to do with the vaccination, and literally she leaked a story of her own family secret about this guy not getting married, and he wanted to get married, but I guess his balls got swollen for cheating. I don't know. Who cares? The story is just too much, but that's my theory on why <laughs> his balls are swollen, guys. Remember, Twitter is a space for the dumb tweets, and Nikki was number one this whole entire week. But it's a shame that Nikki doesn't really know how to research. I do have to remind everyone, her baby daddy is allegedly a rapist to an under-18 child, so her distracting us with this whole her cousin's friend got balls. She is currently, as we speak, facing a lawsuit against her husband, who is a rapist. His accuser is now suing them because they've, Nikki and her husband, the rapist, allegedly, has been harassing the victim. Now, this has been going on for a couple months now. I know for the past year, she has a beautiful baby with this guy, but I can't get rid of the fact that he has raped someone underage and is facing lawsuits against him right now. And Nikki has decided to double down and stay with him. But not only stay with him, she's been harassing his victim. To the point that she now has to press charges. 
so her distracting us didn't let me forget what is really going on behind the scenes. I'm hoping she knows how to not be so dumb with her followings. It looks like I see her joining the January 6th riot crew. She then tweeted how the White House invited her and that she'll be dressed all in pink like Legally Blonde. And the White House Secretary, Jen Pazaski then announced that they didn't invite her, that it was just an over-the-phone chat meeting. Not looking good for Nicki Minaj whatsoever. I'm sure we will find out more. She hasn't really tweeted anything. It looks like she's trying to pull this off all as a joke. But one, it's not funny to misinform about the vaccinations, especially through Twitter. Like, go <laughs> go read the CDC, girl. Go um, to your doctor. They will tell you about the vaccines. And two, the whole distraction of it all from her being press charges like she is actually probably getting subpoenaed as I said as we speak releasing this story Lula Rowe I can't believe I thought this whole company has gone to shambles considering that they are charged with so much lawsuits it's crazy. So Amazon Prime came out with a four-part Prime video docuseries, Lula Rowe, a hyper-popular woman's clothing brand, and an MLN, a multi-level marketing. Established in 2013, they were most popular for their very unique print leggings. Women from all across the nation joined to see them at parties and for friends. It was appealing mostly for moms, but LuLaRoe ultimately became engulfed with lawsuits for defective product items and accusations of marketing scheme. The company is still running today with all these lawsuits and tabloids. And the fact that the couple co-creators, Deanne and Marx Didham, actually even did a documentary like this. It gives me such housewife scam feelings. Maybe because it involves moms. But I remember about these tights. My friend was super into them, but I like my tights to be black. That was just me. Um, it looked cute on some girls. I can never really pull it off. I had these gray shark tights, and I feel silly wearing that color. So black is my color for tights, unfortunately. Anyways, this scam has been salacious for a couple years. And it's interesting to see their cult forming um, still rising to, to, um, you could just got to see the documentary on Amazon Prime. All, um, of this is with allegations of the lawsuit. So allegedly they're a scam pyramid scheme company, but there's just been so many documentaries and stories, um, articles even, about Lula Rose scam and cult like family. I guess you would say family. Um, and how these poor single mothers literally got looped and duped. It's sad these moms would literally put every penny into their $5,000 package thinking that they would get double the money, but they were getting these 
tights that literally had holes, stenches, stains. It was disgusting. And these poor moms were left with these items to sell. And obviously they couldn't sell them. And they would be left ignored by the whole co-founders of Lula Row. And they're, you know, out of $5,000. And that's a lot for a mom, especially a single mom, especially. Um, so these people are horrible people. And the fact that they are still a running company and they are they still have their cold family defending them. You will see this in the Amazon Prime documentary. Um, yeah, go ahead and watch it. It's disturbing and it just gives me that cult vibes. For my worst week, it has to be Norm Macdonald passing away. He passed away secretly battling cancer that he hid from family and friends for the most part of the decade. I loved him growing up from Saturday Night Live days and, of course, Billy Madison with Adam Sandler. His weekend updates, his Burt Reynolds impersonation for Jeopardy with Will Ferrell playing Alex Trebek. He was great at Weekend Update. I just remember Saturday Night Live, that cast just had everyone like Colin Quinn, Molly Shannon, Sherry O'Terry, Chris Kattan. It was literally my favorite Saturday Night Live because it was my favorite cast in real time. You know, I can say Linda Radner is one of my faves, Chevy Chase, you know, but they're not in my time. In the 90s growing up, Saturday Night Live was the thing to do with my aunt or uh, sleeping over at my grandparents' house or, you know, just, I was a lame kid. I would never really be allowed to be out past 1130 because that was my curfew. Ugh. But Norm Macdonald has such a little spot in my heart and the fact that he passed away secretly battling this cancer by himself has to be one of the worst <laughs> news I've heard this week. Can we talk a little bit about the AOC tax the rich dress at the Met Gala? So I'm not really going to talk mostly about the Met Gala. I think it's lame that these people, celebrities pay or get paid to go. It's $35,000 a ticket to a museum that is apparently a charity, by the way, guys. This whole event is a charity event to um, the museum of the Met that is basically a museum with stolen artifacts <laughs> from places that are not from their culture. And the fact that certain celebrities, models, and whatnot, actresses, and influencers got invited. I don't think they really know the background of it, besides a couple of celebrities like India Moore, who is in my favorite, mm -hmm. one of my favorite shows, uh, Pose. I've mentioned it before. She recently came out with an Instagram post saying that that will be lastly the last time that she will be joining the Met Gala scene for what it really was and it didn't represent who she wants to be as a 
um, advocate because she is a huge advocate for, of course, trans women and uh, transgender rights, um, of course, women's rights as well. She felt that the Met Gala was everything opposite from what she really is, which, yes, it is. Um, each year, the creator of Vogue, Anna Wintour, <laughs> she is in charge of the list of who gets to be invited to this Met Gala. And each year is a different uh, topic, I guess, different theme. Yes, that's the word, theme. Different theme where um, last year it was, well, two years ago, because hello, COVID. Two years ago, it the theme was camp, which I don't think people really understood the assignment. Just like this year, the event, here I am talking about the Met Gala, guys, when I said I didn't want to. Anyway, <laughs> um, what was I saying? This year, the theme is American um, Gala or like all-American fashion. And I was super disappointed to see that no one really wore denim. <laughs> I mean, when I think of um, Americana fashion, I, my, I go to denim right away, right? Anyways... Let's talk about the dress that AOC decided to wear. First of all, her ticket was paid because she was invited to the gala. So someone paid for her ticket. It's a 35000 ticket, like I said, and it apparently goes to charity. Um, she arrived with what looked like in the front... I guess it looked kind of 90s American, like bridal, bridal um, button in the front, short, white looking dress, but at the end there's like a tail. It looked like a wedding dress with Chick-fil-A um, font that says tax the rich. Now, I understand the meaning of it. I understand why she wore it. She tried to send a message as this Met Gala was going on, activists and protesters were outside basically um, getting arrested and beaten up by cops. So the message, I get the message. I'm pretty sure I hope you get the message. Yes, the dress is cringe. Yes, it's kind of tacky. But you know what? It did allow a lot of Americans to see rich people's um, revenue salaries and find out that they don't pay anything out of the billions gajillions dollars that they get every year especially during the pandemic and funny how this is going on people are complaining about her dress when hello did you not know this past week we had to do a freaking recall in california and do you want to know how many millions of dollars tax dollars to tell you guys tax dollars our tax dollars got used for this stupid 12 minute recall guys and you want to talk about aoc's tax the rich dress while we're doing this damn recall and who are who's paying for it we are right the little people i like yeah tax the fucking rich because currently we had to pay for a fucking recall that we honestly didn't need. And 
I'm gonna say this, like, it's basically a meeting that should have been in an email. Okay, guys? Like, <laughs> so, people complaining about AOC, you guys look pretty lame. I mean, I feel like she did her job. She went to work the next day with a smile on her face, knowing that she at least tried to put a message out there. And that's all we can do, right? I mean, once we're in the limelight like she is, she's just like a regular person from the Bronx. Um, now I sound like, like J-Lo. Her and J-Lo got a lot of things in common. All right, guys. For those who hate Bravo News and Housewives, you can just skip this little segment right now. We are going to talk about Real Housewives of New York reunion being canceled. Yes, guys, it's canceled. I know they came out with news saying that they postponed it and they're going to reschedule it. But now it looks like they have totally nixed that idea and decided to cancel the reunion. Now... I follow Ebony Williams and I follow Leah uh, on their Instagram and they today guys came on their story saying well Leah said that she's kind of glad and relieved and at the same time sad that they won't be able to do the reunion because mind you these events happened a year ago a year ago a lot of things were going on a lot of things um, a lot of people were going through it as well and it definitely showed in Real Housewives of New York this year. It's a bummer that, I mean, guys, COVID in New York City during a time where they got hit the most. Of course, their season was going to be a flop this year. It doesn't mean Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is good, guys. I'm not saying that either. I still despise that, that um, Real Housewives. I mean, I still watch it, but you know what I'm saying, right? Anyway, so producers have led us to believe rumors, tabloids, the blinds, <laughs> um, have led us to believe that the OG crew, Sonia, Luann, and I think, no, I think Sonia, and definitely Ramona. Definitely Ramona and Luann do not want to be interviewed because they do not want to talk about race, right? That's the whole point of them not doing this reunion because they don't want to talk about it. I mean, we see this year Ramona is the worst when Ebony tries to tell her she just wants to finish and let her listen. And she hasn't at all this season let Ebony do that. I think that's why uh, it's been a tough season. Um, but yeah, Roni being canceled is bullshit because it's basically on the ladies not wanting to be interviewed during a time where everyone is very harsh to each other on social media. So... Do we blame them? Yes. Can we blame them? Yes. Um, <laughs> we can. Um, I th it's I, Like I said, I think this is bullshit for them not to face it, but Ebony had to like go through a whole season of literally trolls sending her so much 
negative hate, it's disgusting. And the fact that Bravo is going to allow them to do that is even more disgusting. But you know my ass will be watching Bravo anyway, like I do every fucking week. I listen to recaps on it. Guys, do yourself a favor. Listen to Dizziest Bitch of the Table, right? On the table? Of the table? I don't want to get this wrong. But Ray Sani, look her up. You'll Her podcast will pop up. She just started this amazing podcast. She's a stand-up comedian, but I love her mostly for her writing in the Black Girls Comedy Show in HBO Max. Again, I am not sponsored by HBO Max. Anyway, Ray Sani has been doing a great job recapping Housewives of Beverly Hills and Housewives of New York. She is so real. I just love her because she's from New York and the way she talks literally brings me back to the East Coast where people curse a lot and it doesn't mean it's because they don't have a broad um, vocabulary. It's just, it makes, it's easier. (laughs) It cuts to the point too, I guess. But words like, this bitch is twisted, I am cackling, like, I just love her. And honestly, listen to her new podcast, Dizziest Bitch on the Table. And she also appeared on Everyone's Business But Mine with Carrie Berry, who I've mentioned earlier before. She's great on talking recaps of reality tv and bravo tv as well and also look her up on what else is going on with tyra s Faison. she has an amazing podcast that um, focuses all on bravo recaps tv shows as well she invites the housewives she does interviews with them as well she recently had an interview with crystal minkoff i know i said that i loved her with when i was doing the recap with my sister of Till Death Do Us Part. But honestly, Crystal's lame. She's whack. She's so whack, guys. Like, the fact that she likes to be a mean girl. She's a mean girl. She is a mean girl. And there, I said it. And now we said it, guys. Anyway, Ray Sani is in What Else Is Going On with Tyra S. Faison. Great great episode i know it's like three hours long but literally listen to it it's a great listen i got to hear more of ray's background when she went to princeton and she had to face racism towards that as well and i think it's just a really profound episode and everyone should listen to it and listen to these two amazing black women talk especially the episode with cara berry she did an episode as well Um, in her podcast and that one was great as well too just two great legends on recapping shows talking shit together about the show it's it's my favorite (laughs) I always feel like I'm part of it Um, I love Cara Berry she had Rachel Fisher who's also one of my favorite podcasters she does Hollywood crime scene with Desi Jedekin please check that podcast out but Honestly, the episode with her and Cara Berry and everyone's business but mine, they did the 90 Day Fiance Other Way um, premiere recap, which you guys know I love that 
series 90 day the other way the other ones are not my favorite i've tried trying to do 90 day fiance from the beginning but i couldn't deal but the 90 day other way is my favorite anyways uh i could not stop saying the phrase <laughs> like i still that that's dumb bitch behavior like if you want to see dumb bitch behavior it's on 90 day fiance like the best so yeah, it sucks that Bruni got canceled, but since I gave you guys podcasts to listen to, what else is going on with Tyra S. Faison? I'm sure she's going to be talking about the Roni cancellation. I've been reading her tweets. They're so great. She does a great research in-depth dive of these women <laughs> and how racist and homophobic and misogynistic they can be sometimes. And also, please check out, once again, Everyone's Business But Mine with Cara Berry and Hollywood Crime Scene with Rachel Fisher and Desi Jedekin. Their podcast leans more into um, pop culture crime, kind of like the Gabby Petito that's going on right now. I'm sure they will be covering that. Um, guys, it's Chris Watts all over again. It's crazy. For my best week, it has to go to Britney Spears. Britney Spears and her boyfriend Sam, now fiancé, are engaged and she is off social media, so good for her. She gets to enjoy and celebrate in private. I know her Instagram posts have been kind of crazy, but honestly, I don't think she's in charge of her social media like we think she's in charge of I think Jamie Spears has her grubby little fingers all over this especially with the maid and the pet sitter like hello your job is being a pet sitter why are you telling the media and tabloids and police that the dogs are not being cared for what's your job right you're a pet sitter what do you mean they're not being cared for Anyway, um, all these stories and tabloids about Britney Spears, I really think her family are a part of it. They do have a link with TMZ, of course. Who gets, who gets to present those news first? Who presents the news first about the maid? TMZ did. I don't... You already know how I feel about TMZ and their little relationship they have with Jamie Spears. To make Britney Spears look bad. But I just want to say. Best week ever. For Britney Spears. Getting engaged. And having her social media. um, Hiatus. She deserves to be happy. And she deserves that private time. To herself. Alright guys. And that is it for this week's. Best week ever. A little recommendation, please listen to Beyond the Blinds, Beyond the Blinds with Troy and Kelly. They have been blowing my mind with their episodes. One of them, to recall, with Britney Spears' engagement, is the Jamie Spears of it all. I think it's the second episode of the season. They just started this whole new podcast this year. 
And I am so grateful towards them because not only are they talking about 2000 trends, they are talking about couples from the 2000s as well. And um, also about PR dating, which I didn't even know existed until I listened to one of their episodes. Um, It's great. So please check out Beyond the Blinds with Troy and Kelly. And that is it for this week. I can't wait to see you guys next week with more drama. I mean, news.